Right, so there's a lot happening on the political scene. The EFF had the launch of its manifesto in Moses Babida Stadium over the weekend. We had Sona prior to that, the ANCs to release its manifesto. Uh, the MK party, different polls that are being conducted in terms of what are the possible scenarios as far as results to the elections are concerned. We are joined this morning on the line by Belinda Johnson from the University of KZN, a political analyst, as well as Ntebukhaleng Chela, a political analyst. Belinda, very good morning to you. Welcome. Morning. Thank you very much. And Ntebukhaleng, very good morning to you. Welcome. Good morning and thank you very much. Brenda, let's start with you. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, social media commentary around the EFF's launch of its manifesto in in, in Durban. Uh, There are those who were mocking at the EFF that they couldn't fill the stadium. The EFF came out saying that uh, it was only supporters from Durban that that were in the stadium and not all their supporters nationally. Uh, A lot of focus on on Malema and his state of health and uh, whether his speech resonated. Was it more the weather that compromised? How would you assess uh, the overall launch of the EFF's manifesto in Durban? Well, they didn't pack the stadium. Weather was definitely a factor there. But um, as far as I'm aware, there were two other events going on in Durban. I know that MK launched their uh, youth league division, I think it is, in the CBD. Um, And there was another cultural event going on. So there is obviously that and the poor weather. Um, The speech itself, I would say, is something that targeting those top three, landlessness, um, looking at obviously things like load shedding, and then, of course, uh, unemployment, obviously are issues that resonate with the youth. And the EFF is very good at sort of putting its finger on exactly what young people in this country are concerned about going forward. And Tebukhaleng, your, your thoughts, the EFF, how well positioned are they going into this election? What, what did you glean from the launch of the manifesto and the manifesto itself? I think Belinda did touch on the fact that they did the, the you know they touched on the top three, which if you look at it from 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 a pattern of the EFF, it's always happening like that. And 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 Julius is very good in touching on things that affect the young people, that affect that are currently annoying or rather affecting the country. Um, you see, with 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 the EFF, especially in the in the KZN area, with the MK party coming into 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 effect and seeing how they are prominently growing and becoming stronger, it perhaps could affect the EFF. But one has to always be wary on on the excitement of the new party whenever it comes in, especially in such a place as KZN, which is very volatile. Sometimes, a lot of the time, we see that. In an area like Hizadin, there's a lot of tribalistic politics, individualistic politics, and these normally cause too much excitement where people predict things such as the MK winning and, you know, EFF losing. But we really need to be realistic in that um, 
the MK is still a new party. We'd have to see it rise, much like the EFF has done over the years. But also, um, one has had to really look at it. Is it really a tribalistic party? And why is it doing so well in the KZN area? And we are yet to see how well it will do in the other provinces as well. But I think EFF did pretty well for themselves. And, I mean, like Belinda was saying, a certain fact has affected it. But for the most part, EFF has done very well in ensuring itself and cementing itself in the political arena. So, Belinda, your thoughts on, on MK? The City Press ran a secret poll suggesting they could get as much as 9% in the upcoming elections. Is that a bit of a stretch? Oh, you know, um, I, think it's, I think it's one of those things. Um, my colleague here is quite right. KZN politics is, is unpredictable, to say the best. Uh, I would say it's a bit of a stretch, but there have been a lot of things that have gone on in the last three or four months. We've seen, first of all... Uh, um, Mr. Bukalezi passing away, and of course we've had the Zulu King passing away, so we have new dynamics coming in there. We have no idea how that's going to affect the voters. The IFP has been making a resurgence at U- um, in KZN in certain of the areas, so there's, that's going on. Um, the launch of NK could potentially eat into the EFS um, base and that of Action SA. So... Um, that basically, I wouldn't say as much as 9%, but I, I would be very, very surprised if it didn't get 4% or above. Where, where will that leave KZN in Tebukhaleng? I mean, we know the ANC is likely to lose its majority in terms of many of the polls. Are, are we likely to see what Helen Zeller suggests, a DAIFP coalition, or could we see an MK-ANC coalition? I, I doubt we'll see an MK and ANC collision simply because, I mean, even now we have seen that the ANC has decided to suspend Jacob Zuma and he's also just said he will not be um, responding to their suspension letter because, you know, he's not, he's not really to deal with that. But I think more than anything, um, prior to 2009, we've always had... IFP as a prominent party within the KZN area. With Jacob Zuma coming into power, that's when you saw the ANC become a majority ruler within within the, the KZN area. I think, like I said, KZN politics are very volatile. You never know. And it all, it's almost as if it's a very tribalistic um, idealism and ideology within the province. And, and and this is a very thin line to, to, to step on because, you know, once you bring in tribalistic views, one can be very angry. But if you look at it, IFP fares very well within the KZN area, but nowhere else per se. And their and 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 this and their ideologies have always been based on largely their Zulu culture, which is not necessarily a bad thing. So we might see the with the resurgence of the IFP, we might see them go into into power with go into a coalition with the MK party. And like my learned colleague said, Belinda, that, you know, maybe not necessarily the nine percent, but we could always be shocked at this. We probably be looking at a between a five to a uh, four to six percent growth or starting of, of of the MK party. And this could put an edge in them having a coalition with the IFP because if you look at Jacob Zuma and his relationship with, with, with um the late Butelezi and perhaps a new the leadership of the IFP, we could see this happening, but not the DA and um IFP or even the A um MK party coalition. Now, Belinda, there's been a number of polls of late with, with varying uh, conclusions. The one commonality, if you like, seems to be that the ANC is going to drop below 50%, anywhere between 39 and, and 46. 
the DA pretty much stagnant at around 20-21%, the EFF anywhere between 10 and 18%. How, how accurate do you think this is and what's the likelihood of significant change in, in these numbers between now and in and an election? Um, well, you know, for me, this, this uh, election now is coming up with a whole bunch of dynamics we don't normally have. We've had COVID, we had the lockdown, we had the July unrest. Um, and of course, those polls that IPSA puts out, they always, you know, the disclaimer there is always that this is not a prediction, that they could be wrong. Um, I'm not surprised with the jump in the EFF vote. I'm really not. Uh, being on campus and seeing campus politics going on, um, the EFF's been very present on a lot of university campuses with young people. And those are the area at the moment in South Africa we do have apathetic voters. So if there's voter turnout, I wouldn't be surprised to see a growth in the EFF. I'm not sure if it'll go all the way up to 18%. Um, and... Uh, but with MK, um, I think one of the things that people really underestimate about Jacob Zuma is his network of patronage within KwaZulu-Natal. And when I say patronage, I don't always mean that in a bad way. He's very much in touch with poor people. He's done a lot to help individual families. People remember that. Communities remember that. It's why his support base is so strong. And it's ideally why he was brought in initially to help sort of call political violence from KZN as deputy president. So whether or not MK becomes a strength in KZN, um, I think we see at least 4% now. And then depending on what happens in the future, I would say it depends on the track record. So in Tepukhaleng, what, what are your expectations now from the other parties and their manifesto launches? I think people, sorry, I think people focus too hard on, um, you know, having a stadium fill up and uh, all of these things. I think the theatrics of it all um, are beautiful. But at the end of the day, the what we really need to see is what the numbers are going to bring at the polls. I mean, we see a lot of the time people complain about the ANC and yet you're seeing the ANC stand stand uh, you know they, they they stand steadfast in their dominance within the the political space however um you are seeing the the rise of new political parties we are seeing that with the EFF specifically, and as Belinda has said, when it comes to student politics, they have become a very prominent figure. We have seen how they've won many SRC elections and how they've been fighting um, for certain things, especially the top three, especially free, um, your free education, your landlessness, um, the load shedding, the unemployment, things that are directly affecting the youth of today. And they are smart in the sense that they know that the 50, that 50% of the voting uh, majorities, uh, voting people in South Africa are youth. So they are looking towards the future, knowing that surely the older people are, are slowly dwindling out. And so you're having a 50% youth voting with uh, a voting um, constituency. And these are the people you need to target because they're going to be here in the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So EFF is thinking ahead in that perspective. And I think this is where they most probably will shine. Even with their leadership, you're seeing that it's quite a young leadership. It's not as old as the other political parties. ANC might lose a bit of, of you know, of their vote of their numbers, not drastically, but quite significantly. And we, we, we will see what the polls bring in. The theatrics are beautiful. They are entertaining. But more than anything, I think people are really looking at seriously looking at what can a political party do for me to ensure that my quality of life 
is improved. Finally then, Belinda, what are expectations in terms of an election date being announced and, and, and when is it likely to be? Um, honestly, I cannot claim any precedent knowledge on that. I'm as much in the blue as in the dark as you are about that. Um, I would be surprised if we don't share anything within the next three months. But uh, I get a sense at the moment that the launch of the MK has thrown the ANC into a bit of turmoil and they're strategizing before they say anything. All right. Belinda and Tubukhaleng, thank you both for your time this morning and for chatting to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a great day and go well. Bye. Bye. Yeah, Interbukhaleng Chela and Belinda Johnson talking to us this morning about a variety of issues pertaining to uh, politics uh, in South Africa. And that's just what happened over the weekend. We had extensive coverage prior to that uh, on the Sona. I spoke about that earlier as well. Uh, many criticizing Ramaphosa for giving an election speech, uh, more of a a campaign speech. Uh, Stephen Grutus this morning in his op-ed in the Daily Maverick asking whether Ramaphosa is asleep at the wheel and whether he's losing interest in holding uh, the, the top job. Uh, many in the media, many analysts, many journalists were very optimistic about Ramaphosa in the initial months. The Ramaphoria crowd uh, seemed to feel increasingly disappointed uh, by him not being able to do that which was within his control to do in the period that he's been in office. Yes, there's a lot that's beyond his control and a lot of that uh, uh, that will take much more time to fix. And that aside, they seem to feel that there was a lot that was within his control that he could have changed, where he could have made a difference, and he hasn't. Coming up to 8.30, time for the latest news headlines. News headlines. A blitz of what's current on Radio Islam International. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. In your news headlines locally, South Africans continue to grapple.